as many of you may, be, may, may have been expecting, Rebecca was going to be preaching today, but unfortunately she is severely sick and uh, in, uh, is unable to make it. So I believe it was Winston Churchill that wrote to someone and said, I'm sorry I've written you such a long letter, but I didn't have time to make it short. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the lack of time won't mean that this goes on. But we're going to be look, carrying on in our series in Genesis. We're going to be looking at Genesis 16, first four verses of it, um, the story of Abraham. Just to remind you, we've looked at Abraham being told to leave his country and being given this huge promise that he would become a great nation, God would bless him, he would, his name would be great, he would become a blessing through ev- to every person on the earth. That was Genesis chapter 12. Last week we looked at Genesis 15, where after a great big battle that Abraham had won, God had come to him and said, do not be afraid. As uh, Patricia mentioned earlier, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and your very great reward. And Abraham says, well, that's great, God, but I still haven't got a child. And God then confirms the promise to Abraham that God would give him a son. And then in Genesis chapter 16, verse 1, we read this. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservants. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant, Hagar, gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. Let's just pray. Father God, as we look at these words, we ask you that you will speak to our hearts, and you would enlarge our faith. Enlarge it, Lord. Come, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Abraham had been given this promise that his family would be a great nation and would bless the whole earth. Ten years now had passed in that promise. Abraham was now 85, his wife 75, and still no children. God had confirmed the promise to Abraham, saying, Abraham, you will have a child via Sarah. You and Sarah will have a child. Years continue to pass, and still no child. So we read this rather peculiar story in chapter 16. And you think, God... Abraham is going to be this huge man of faith. Couldn't you have just brushed over this bit? We didn't need to know this is 3,000 years later. No one would have worried about it. Why put this story in your Bible for us all to read? To all be shocked by Abraham's behavior. Abraham and Sarah agree 
to try by their own efforts to produce the promise of God. They say, hey God, you're not working. We can find a way around this. Roland's story this morning. God, I need money. And there was a temptation, I suspect. How can I, how can I work this out? I'm a man, I want to provide for my family. I feel the pressure of it. I feel the pain of it. We're short. What can I do? What can I do? Now, Roland did the sensible thing. He went to God. He said, hey, God, I have a problem. Now, he didn't say, God, I've got a problem, and the tax office could save it for me. They could solve it for me. He just said, God, I need you to move. And just as he did that, the tax office came through. That's right, Roland, isn't it? Roughly, paraphrased, and in my words, not yours. <laughs> the trouble with the promises of God is that waiting for God can, pro can prove somewhat too much for our faith. God's, perfect, God's timing is perfect. In Galatians 4, verse 4, it says of Jesus' coming, at just the right time, God sent his son. At just the right time, God sent his son. And Abraham and Sarah were struggling with the time it was taking God to fulfill the promise. I suspect there is person after person after person in this room who know what it is to struggle with God's timing on promises. And we, w we, want, we, want, we want God to act now and today and we want to see it happen and we don't want to have to go through the struggle of holding on and believing God. And we struggle. But you know, God says some very, very hard things to us. In Romans chapter 14, verse 23, it says this, Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Now that's an incredibly hard thing to say. What you're not believing God for, if you're doing it in your own strength, it's an affront to God. God wants you to do it with him. In Hebrews 11, 6, it says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You want to please God? You've got to believe God. That's how we please him. So the big question really is, what is faith? Well, faith is not what I call constipation. Okay? Faith is not <coughs> constipation. And what I mean by that is this. Oh, God! Oh, please forgive me! Please! Oh, provide a thousand pounds for me! Oh, please! Please! Save my unsafe children! Please!
And there's a lot of people that pray like that. (laughs) That's not faith. Faith is believing the promise of God. And to have faith, you've got to know what the promises are. What was Patricia said? About reading the Bible. Where she got faith for her parenting. She got it from the promises in this book. So that she could go to God. Say, God, you've promised. You've promised. My children will be kings and priests in your kingdom. You've promised it. It's down here. Go through the book of Isaiah. And some of the Psalms, and find out in there what it says about your children. And then remind God of what He's written down about our children. Now, I know that it's hard sometimes. I mean, our children have had all sorts of challenges, and they're far away. And you're hanging on to the promise of God and say, But God, you've promised. You've promised. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe what you've said. I'm not going to believe the circumstances. But timing and perseverance. Philip talked about iron sharpens iron. Who do you talk to about faith? See, Abraham and Sarah, they talked together. Said, Sarah says, Abraham, God, God hasn't given me any children. And Abraham said, yeah, I've noticed that. Sarah might have said, we're doing all we can. Abraham might have said, yeah, I've noticed that too. Nothing's happening, Abraham. I've noticed that too. I've got an idea. I've got Hagar over here. She's young. She's capable. Mm-mm. We could circumnavigate the promise here. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you to Hagar. You have a child, we've done. I like this idea, Sarah. This gets us a child, fulfills God's promise. I mean, I know he said it was going to be via you, but it's your idea, so maybe it is via you. And together, they're agreeing. That was not iron sharpening iron. That was not someone coming and saying, yeah, but Abraham, the promise with God was that you would have a child through Sarah, it would be your child, and they would be the blessing to the ends of the earth. Is this the right way? Hagar is not your wife. Sarah's your wife. God has said Sarah will have the child. Who are you talking to about your challenges and your problems? How provocative are we of one another? to stir one another in our faith and in the promises of God.
And you know, the other thing about faith is it is about believing what God has said. Now, some of that is you're arguing. God, what do you say? I'll give you an example. <coughs> um, about 18 months ago, quite independently, Leslie and I, one day, decided that we needed a new car. Well, not that we needed it, but we wanted it, really, to be honest. And uh, <coughs> so during the day, it came out. I said, yes, we really, we'd really like to have a new car. And uh, whichever one of it was said, said it first, probably Leslie, um, we agreed and said, yeah, we really do with a new car. And then we thought, well, that's okay. But what are we going to do about it? So we started to pray about it. God, do you want us to have a new car? And uh, we were unsure. And as we prayed, we thought, no, God, you do want us to have a new car. So we began to pray. Well, how are we going to do this? Do we take out a loan? Do we sell ours in part exchange and just buy a slightly better one? What do we do? And then we thought, no, God, you promised us we'll have a new car. And uh, <coughs> then we went up to um, Leslie's cousin, and she actually, coincidentally, had brought us the car that we had. So we turn up, and we take her out somewhere, and during the afternoon she goes, do you know, I've had two cars since I bought you this one. I think it's time I brought you another one. And she did. We didn't have to fight and have constipation about it. We had to find out what God wanted. Pray for what God wanted. Believe for what God wanted. And then the strange thing was, God did it. The other thing about faith is it's a step at a time. See, when I became <coughs> a Christian, um, I mean, strictly speaking, it took me a year before I knew I became a Christian. But <coughs> when I met with God, I asked him to give me a second chance. I woke up the following the morning, and I knew I'd been given a second chance. I thought, oh, that's good. You talk to God, and he answers you. Hey, this is easy. And uh, then, <coughs> after I'd been Christian for a while, I thought, I really want to do something different. God, what should I do? And through a number of very unusual circumstances, he brought me up to London. And I thought, oh, I asked God what I should do, and now he's told me. And then during my first weeks in London, it was at, actually at the London City Mission doing their year of evangelism, um, <coughs> I asked God to fill me with his Holy Spirit. Oh, and he did it. Oh, I'm getting used to this. You ask God things, and you get them. And then someone um, on the team sprained their ankle really badly. And someone said, can you pray for it? So well, I've never done that, but I've read it in the Bible. You pray for things, get people healed. So I just prayed for her, <coughs> her ankle. I said, in Jesus' name, be healed. That's what they seem to do in the New Testament. So I asked for that. About 10 minutes later, the doctor arrived because someone else had called the doctor. I prayed for her. About five minutes after the doctor arrives, doctor standing in front of me. Was it you that called me? No. 
He said, well, whoever it was, waste of time. That ankle is perfectly all right. I'm so cross I've been called out. It's like, it's not my fault. And <laughs> I just prayed for it and it, it got better. I thought, oh, you ask God for people to be healed, they get healed. And step by step by step by step by step, you grow in your faith. Sometimes you have no faith at all for what you pray for. Like when I prayed for this ankle, I thought I'd give it a go. But I didn't know what constipated faith was at the time. I just had to do it. And it got better. And one of the great things about having an intergenerational church as we do is there are people here that have been Christians 50, 60, 40, 30 years. And to be frank, seen it all. (laughs) Got the (coughs) T-shirt. They've done it. They're continuing to learn, continuing to grow, continuing to develop as Christians. But they've got stories to tell. There are other Christians. You've been a Christian a week, a month, three months, four months. And what you have (coughs) is the energy and the passion and the fresh faith you need some experience and for the older Christians and the younger Christians we talk together the older among us are stirred by the passion of the younger and the younger are brought to maturity by the stories of the old see Abraham and Sarah they were stuck on their own they were just having this little discussion well, how, could I, how, do we, how do we get around the promises of God? How do we make this happen? There are people in this room that can tell you. I once had a fr- phone call from a friend of mine <coughs> who I'd known before I was a Christian. And she knew me just as I became a Christian and uh, in the following years. And uh, one day she phoned me up. And she said, you won't believe this. But I'm blaming you. I've become a Christian. (laughs) I'd prayed for her for eight years before I got that phone call. There are people that I've prayed for for 30 years. They're still not there. I believe the promise of God. Now, in the learning, there is the heartache, there is the pain. But most of the learning about faith is to learn to believe what God says. John Wood said God is bigger. He's a lot bigger. His promises for us are much bigger. His promises for you are much bigger. No matter what you are going through, he has the power to enable you to come through victoriously and well. For Sarah and Abraham, their lack of faith at this point has had repercussions that we are feeling in the 21st century. 
there Ishmael who was born to Hagar. In the end, Abraham went and slept with Sarah's maid, Hagar. He had a son, Ishmael. And Ishmael is what is at war with Israel even to this day. And when we step out of believing God, there can be consequences. Now God is incredibly forgiving and can cover much of it. But what he wants us to do is to have faith and confidence in him. But sometimes those promises take time. I'm going to finish with some verses from Colossians in the New Testament. And this is a prayer that Paul prays. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, this is the Colossian church, we have not stopped praying for you, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and you may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Paul prayed for the Colossian church that they would be strengthened to be filled with endurance and patience. And we need that. The promises of God are vast. We need to understand them. We need to read them. We need to talk with people so that we put them into practice and grasp hold of them. But then we need the patience and endurance to see the promise through. After Ishmael was born... It's another 14 years before Isaac, the promise of God, is actually born. Abraham and Sarah had to, had to wait. God has promised you and me and us as a church many, many great things. He has a heart for this part of London where he wants to see multitudes knowing what it is to be forgiven by him, having shame lifted off him, restoring relationships, bringing an end to hurt and pain and filling this community with love, joy and peace. People have been praying that even in our church since 1906 we can trace a prayer meeting right the way through to our present prayer meetings we have yet to see it but it is there waiting for us as we have patience and endurance believing the promise of God believing that we will see it in our day believing that God is with us He is bigger than us. His promises are greater than we can imagine. All we have to do 
is to walk faithfully before him. I'd like to ask you, if you know you need more patience and more endurance to see the promises of God fulfilled, to stand. And I'll pray. Father God, we do thank you that you've not hidden the mucky side of life from your word. We thank you for this story of Abraham and Sarah that we can learn from it. We can actually be encouraged from the story. You did fulfill your promise to Abraham and Sarah and they had a son who has become the blessing to the world. Through him, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the people of Israel, ultimately through Jesus, the fulfiller of that promise, you've brought blessing to the whole world. And I want to ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will come now and fill us Lord, fill us with endurance and patience, certainty of, of the knowledge of your promises upon us, individually and corporately as City Hope. Come, Lord, let us stand on the solid rock of our Saviour and the solid rock of the promises of God, all of which are yes in Jesus Christ. Come and fill us, Lord, we pray. Let us rejoice in all the good things you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Amen.